What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time in the age of wonder. There was once a dream you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith. Trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around, think your happiest thoughts, and let's get ready to fly away with me. Who am I? Well, if you've been listening to the show, you should know. But if you're new here, I'm Jeremy, but you can call me the Spider Pan. I am head lost boy around here, and I have brought our official head pixie. Hello, Wendy Nerd. Hi. We call her Pixie Heather, though, too. Yep. 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 She doesn't say much, but that's okay. No. But she's here with us today. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about a ride that neither one of us ever got to experience. I haven't ridden anything, so that's... Well, you've ridden something before, but you've never been to a Disney park to ride anything. No, I have not. And any noise you hear in the background is because our official Pixie Cat is here. Alora is wandering around the studio, as is happens whenever Pixie Heather gets in here, because if she's not allowed to wander around the studio, she will stand outside the door and meow. Mm. She, she can't be she's without me. She's spoiled, and so she's climbing over anything she can find in the room. Yeah. So if you hear a random noise, it's just the kitty cat. Yep. So, but uh, I'll, we're going to talk about the Journey into Imagination, which has had like three different titles and three different versions. But we're going to go through all the history because it's been a long time since we've added anything new to our imaginary Disney park that we have here in Neverland. So I thought that would be fun to get into some of that today. We'll also, of course, listen to some audio of the original version of that ride. We'll hear from Lost Boy Philip of his memories of actually riding the original version. But other than that, before we get started, uh, got well, I don't know, some of this is housekeeping, some of this is just, you know, what all has been going on this week would be fun. Uh, I have mentioned last week that I've started a radio show here in Clay County, Missouri on 102.7 every Saturday, 10 a.m. called Solid Rock. You can listen to that on the TuneIn app. I've got links in the show notes. 
Uh, also, I've, I'm trying to be more active. I have a Twitch channel. Uh, normally, when I've been streaming, like, granted, I haven't done it in a while, Kingdom Hearts, I got stuck, and I haven't touched the game hardly much. I need to go and get past that Cerberus. So I haven't been playing that whole much, but uh, I have been streaming on Twitch, and we were streaming last Friday night. Uh, I've been playing with some of the people from the Real Brian show, uh, like, you know, Brian from there. You've heard him on the show before, and uh, let's see, Johnny Pistol Shot, and also the guy we know as Captain Influence on the Real Brian show. We're been, we've been playing the Star Trek Bridge Crew game, and I did stream it on Twitch. Uh, I've, I've recorded some video of us playing on Friday. Uh, not actually seeing us, but, you know, the gameplay. And I plan to put that on our YouTube channel so you can check that out. But make sure you go and, uh, and follow us on Twitch. Uh, if you search for Neverland Podcast, you'll find the Twitch channel. Because uh, we're going to probably do that as much as we can. And we're having fun playing Star Trek Bridge Crew. They've now got it to where you can play it with a mouse instead of your VR set. Uh, and it's the more missions we play, the harder it's getting. And uh, the first time we played, which we didn't stream it, it was really just ridiculous. We were just kind of kidding around because the missions were pretty easy. But... They got tough by about the fourth or fifth mission. Uh, those Klingons are kicking our tails. Uh, so, but we're having fun. Uh, and speaking of the Real Brian Show, I actually—if you download this week's episode of the Real Brian Show—I have done a guest appearance on there talking about the Marvel movies. And if you wanted to watch Avengers: Infinity War, but maybe hadn't seen all the other movies in the last ten years, which the question would be: Where have you been in the last ten years? So yeah, a lot of people have things going on. Yeah, I know, but it's just one of those things, and the cat just dashed out the room. Okay, cat's being weird. Uh, but though we, we could talk about that, and uh, I know what time he generally records, so maybe I'll pop up and we'll do a few more appearances over there because it's it's fun. We we have a good time being weird and talking about geeky things and about life. It's a good show. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, that's everything fun going on this week. Is there anything you want to throw in? Nope, she's just looking at me. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into our news. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, this is cool. Billy D. Williams mm-hmm. is coming back to play Lando one nice. more time. Yeah! Nice. Episode 9. So all of you who have been like, Oh, I hated The Last Jedi. I'll never watch another Star Wars movie. Well, uh, I got a good incentive for you. Lando! Yep. Yes. And Billy D. Williams. Of course, there might be people who just decided they're just done with it and like, Well, that's okay. We will... Well, we'll let you just love whatever you love and not love whatever you don't love, I guess. But this is going to be fun. Uh, all we know is Lando is going to be back. And how uh, we've talked to Mike Quinn before on the show. He was Nine Noom. He's oh, also okay, yeah. he's also the scientist in the Dark Crystal. Okay. Yep. Uh, if and he has been coming back and playing Nine Noom in these newer films, he gets to wear a That's full good. body suit. Uh, so I kind of hope. We get him and Lando again. Maybe let them play the Falcon again together. Just a little cameo. Just a little. So you know him. You know, get them to do stuff together. That would that would be awesome. Just a little fan service, just for yeah. Us, you know, just, just I might little... bug Mike and Quinn because I follow him on Facebook. We're friends uh-huh. on Facebook. I might just ask him if he can let slip. He's like, you know, if you and Lando are gonna get to do something together again, come on, yeah. come on, come on. That yeah. would be great. It would be the total geek out moment. Uh, but they're actually supposed to start production uh, really soon. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, directed by J.J. Abrams again, so he's coming back, so it's going to feel more like The Force Awakens. Uh, but this, let's see, it's supposed to begin later this summer. They're going to begin production, so it's coming up pretty soon. Uh, of course, you know, they're, they're trying to churn out at least a new Star Wars movie every year, so uh, I'd say we're probably probably a couple years out, though, from this one, because uh, I think we're expecting maybe another solo film. Well, not not specifically a solo film, but you know, an in, a, an independent film. A, not, but not an independent film either, because that's not the right word to use. But a uh, side film, we'll call it that, because okay. solo now can mean, oh yeah, another solo film, which we might still get, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So, so it still could happen. That. Uh, and Variety put up a block thing. All right, but uh, you want to talk about this a little bit? But uh, yes, did you? Did I tell you about Indy Five was coming? No, I think I saw something online. Maybe you posted something on on Facebook or whatever. But Indiana Jones Five apparently has been delayed. Yeah. Um. July 9th, twenty twenty one is the new date. So they yeah. they basically pushed it back about a year because it was gonna they were gonna do it in twenty twenty. But uh, if that means, I guess there's issues with the script. No. Okay. But that doesn't bother me. You know, they push it back. Take your time. Make sure well, yeah. it's right. Yeah, t- having a good good one, um, Indiana Jones four. I mean, it was fun. Please no aliens. But the yeah the the particular artifact that they were looking for, I don't know. It just didn't do much for me. It it didn't seem to fit within the rest of the other, you know, films and it, very much. It fit for being like it's one of these weird legendary artifacts because when oh, you yeah. do some looks into crystal skulls, there's a big big mystery about where those things came from. Oh, there is. There there's but, a lot. Weren't we at one point promised that they were going to try to find Atlantis? Something like that would be neat. Oh, that would be neat. Or El Dorado. You know, so, well, of course, granted, if you've played Uncharted games, you've gone after El Dorado. But Indiana Jones hasn't done anything like that. But, I mean, there's, like, lost cities that would be fun. Mm-hmm. So, who knows what they're doing. Yeah. But uh, I guess they've also got some dates for Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Uh, his Jungle Cruise movie is coming out on October 11th of 2019. Mm-hmm. And... I, uh, Malefic- much to your chagrin, there is a Maleficent 2 coming out uh, May 29th, 2020. We'll skip that one. And I, I feel like they're only doing it because there's a real draw. They're they're going for as many female-led characters and heroes as they can possibly put out right now. Uh, because there's a, definitely a market for that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're only trying to feed into that market because they, you know, it's a movie company and your goal is to make money. So I think they're feeding on to it. But that first one was so bad. Well, like it or not, it did do pretty good at the movie theater. So Yeah, there's a lot of bad movies that do well in the movie theater. I know, I know. Oh, Jurassic World, for instance. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Although that one at least is fun. You'll have a good time with that one. It's just check your brain at the door. Um... Oh, and also Mary Poppins Returns actually is coming in a week early. It was expected to view, debut on December 25th of this year. It's now going to open December 19th on my sister's birthday. And I'm going to go just because I feel I should review it, but I have low expectations of trying to bring Mary Poppins back without Julie Andrews. And, That's really hard to do. Julie yeah. Andrews really made that that character and... Um, well, all of them. You know, Dick Van Dyke, all of yeah. them that were involved. are so classic. Maybe it's Dick Van Dyke can have a cameo. He's still alive oh, yeah. and kicking and he's capable. Oh, yeah. But let's cast our cares away because worries are for another day. Here at Fraggle Rock. No, the next line is let the music play here oh, okay, at Fraggle sorry. Rock. Okay, sorry. I just was jumping ahead. You did. You jumped right ahead. Oh, look. 34th anniversary of Fraggle Rock. Yeah. So what do we get? We get a Blu-ray September 25th. 
12 discs, all four seasons of the show, as well as the complete animated series. Nice. Uh, might have to get Townsend Coleman to come back on here again, because he was the voice of Gobo Fraggle. We, we Gobo. talked to him, like, first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he can come back right about this time. I'll, I'll talk to him on, on Facebook. Okay. See if he'll come back and talk about Fraggle Rock. Although, I don't know if he remembered a whole lot. I remember we talked about it a little bit, but that might be fun. But this is cool, so complete. I wonder how much this is going to cost you, because it's a four-season set, 12 discs of Blu-ray. Well, it might, be, is... it might be worth it, you know, if you are a real Fraggle fan, and we do know a, a Fraggle fan. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's, they're Muppets. Oh, well, yeah, Muppets. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's Fraggle oh fan God. or not, it's it's a Muppet thing. See, new Fraggle music celebration. Oh, it's little sing-alongs for every episode. Or even you can even hit shuffle and let the Fraggles choose a song for you. And oh my gosh. Uh, Life on the set, moments with Jim Henson. A cat meowing in the background. <laughs> uh, new 1993, the Today Show segment, which Uncle Traveling Matt. Uh, download Fraggle Rock behind the scenes. Uh, Fraggle songs and doozer music. Interviews with creators. Uh, oh my gosh. There's a lot I, of stuff on I there. don't want to go through every little thing because it's a long... Oh, I mean, design of the doozers, how the trash heap came to, came to be, Gorg designs, HBO promos. Oh wow, so much stuff. A long list. Interviews with Jerry Jewell, Jocelyn Stevenson with Red and Moki. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, see, so this is, we may have to save up for this thing, but wow. Okay, so September 25th, mm-hmm. Blu-ray set. I'm hoping it's also digital, because we watch a lot of stuff digitally anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is something that's, that's uh, already started. You've heard of Overwatch, right? I've heard of Overwatch, but I... We know I, Sarah, uh, a friend of ours, little girl. Well, she's not so little. She's a high schooler. She mm-hmm. loves to play Overwatch. But there is an Overwatch League. There are full sets of teams, and even if you start playing Overwatch, you'll find out what's going on with the League. But And this has already started. I, I saw this on Disney XD. The Overwatch League playoffs have started, and they're broadcasting now, them now live on Disney XD. They're going to recap them on ABC. You're also going to find them on ESPN and ESPN2. So I mean, Disney XD has been showing some gaming sports like this. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a bit more legitimate for people who gamed it, you know, they because they go into their serious competition. They're they're yeah. serious about this stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of money on the line, so they're they're broadcasting this on TV. This is probably a, a pretty good move. Uh, it would be interesting if they find somewhere for you know games. Maybe Disney made make some things that can get into competition. You know, maybe I, well I don't know if the Battlefront games have been used in competition or not, but that would be Star Wars at least, but I know a lot of people have had problems with EA and how they've been handling the Battlefront games, but uh, this is very interesting, and this of course is going to be broadcast on Twitch, but uh, you know, if you're going to watch it, go watch it on Disney XD. Uh, this started though already on July the 11th, and like I said, I saw some uh, Saturday here on the 14th. I'm not sure how long these playoffs go. Uh, but go and take a look, and uh, if you're interested in seeing that, uh, you might be able to catch some this week. There's going to be, like I said, recaps on ABC News. But you watched a lot of uh, of Tailspin, right? Yes, I watched a lot of Tailspin. I never watched Tailspin. Mm-hmm. But here on DuckTales, you know who this character we're looking at is, right? It's been a long time. I actually don't. Bunkernage! Okay, yes. yeah, now you've mentioned the name. Yes, yes, I got it. Yes, uh, the consummate villain of Tailspin. And uh, I, I saw one person who wasn't too happy about the design, but he matches the look of the DuckTales uh, style for yeah, this new series. Yeah, it's a different style than than what they had for Tailspin. And, and if you watch Tailspin and you watch DuckTales, those two styles of the old yeah, are the, old the one same was, as well. Were, yeah, it, it, it only makes sense. Yeah, he's just blending in. It's still, I think he looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Only thing is Jim Cummings is not coming back. 
Aww. You have Jamie Camille from Jane the Virgin, uh, and apparently he's very Broadway trained, so that's nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is going to be playing the character, and Don Carnage, he says, loves to sing, he loves to dance, he loves to be the center of attention. So I guess yeah. we're going to have a singing, dancing Don Carnage, and so mm -hmm. having a guy with some Broadway training would, would lend yeah. to that. Yeah. But you've got some big shoes to fill, buddy. Yeah. Jim Cummings is the man, okay? Mm -hmm. Any reason why Jim Cummings just, he just... They've been, you know, because it's a different show, uh, although I think they did get Jim Cummings to be that little brief bit with uh, where they had uh, Darkwing Duck make an appearance on TV. I believe they did still get Jim Cummings to do that because he created that character and that yeah. voice. So, you know, it's... I, I still think he probably should have been Don Carnage, but, you know, he, I guess he's, well, busy while they were making, probably animating and recording these voices. He might have been busy working on this Christopher Robin movie. Oh yeah, so, yeah. But I'm sure he could have done that and the other. But oh, you know, then you know, I understand you're trying to make it a little different and maybe bringing back some of the original cast would tie it too closely to the original. I don't know, but you know, let's give him a fair shot and see <laughs> how he does as the character. We got all these on the DVR. We need to sit and watch some Ducktales. Yeah. Really, really behind. Uh, but I don't know if I want to dive necessarily into a trailer park, but there was like a they called it a sneak peek. It was about a minute and a half of Christopher Robin, by the way. The Neverland Trailer Park. I have to stay for work. Father, I never see you. Your life is happening now, right in front of you. I'm sorry. What to do, what to do. What to do indeed. Who? Christopher Robin. No. You're here in London? I haven't seen you in years. I've lost all of my friends. We need to find them. Well, hello there. Are you on an expedition? Oh, oh, bother. Pooh! Look, people can't see you moving and talking. But why? Just try and be a less exuberant you. Exuberant? Play nap time. I love play. Well, let's see it. Like this. Well done. House. Clouds. Tree. Pooh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm playing Say What You See. But could you say what you see a little more quietly? House. Grass. Trees. <gasps> Christopher Robin! He's giant! Oh, and he smells a little funny. Leora, <laughs> <laughs> save you! Just an average Wednesday morning. One foot in front of the other. It's always a sunny day. Come on, let's bounce! Piglet! When Christopher Robin comes to play. Silly old bear. Disney's Christopher Robin. Ready PG. Get tickets now. I just gotta say, everything I see new on this, I get more excited. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm hesitant about the whole mix of real rife with your childhood. Real rife? Real rife, yes, real rife. Real rife, all right, Scooby. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I can't get, you know, because it's gotta be handled just right. Otherwise, it comes off kind of cheesy and it just doesn't work. But this really. You can be this, cheesy with Winnie the Pooh and it works, though. Well, okay. You know what I'm talking about. Pooh can be cheesy. Maybe maybe Christopher Robin in the real world doesn't okay. have to be cheesy, but Pooh can be a little cheesy. But this was, I, it's just the right amount of, like, you know, Pooh's older and Christopher Robin's older. Like but Pooh it just shouldn't mixed. age, really. Pooh should just be who he is. Well, no, like, as a toy. 
Like, yeah, you he's know, older. that's why I always took it as he's an older toy. He's been mm. he's been out in the elements. And, if you know, if you've had a toy that you've loved for a long time, it kind of fades over time. So it yeah. makes sense they, to the, me. The colors of the characters, they do look kind of muted. Like they do been, look like, like they're, they're a little toys. older. I mean, because they're not going to grow up, but they could fade. Yeah. And they do kind of look faded. Tigger really mm-hmm. looks very faded. But yeah. he's, you know, he lives his kind of crazy, rough lifestyle. He's probably, you mm-hmm. know, it makes sense he might be a little bit more worn because he's bouncing everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I love that they have established that... Instead of just all this in, in Christopher Robin's imagination that he imagined his little world, mm-hmm. is that somehow or another now the the hundred acre wood is real, and yes, these air animals, these characters talk mm-hmm. because we see a clip in here where Winnie the Pooh talks to somebody while they're walking down the street, and he's under Christopher Robin's arm, yeah. and he and he talks to another guy. They walk past. Are you on an expedition too? And the guy <laughs> like panic, like what with world, and then bump right into a pole. Yeah, and then Christopher Robin takes him into a phone booth. And is like Pooh, you can't go talking to people. Yeah, they they're not going to understand. So you have to you have to act like a normal teddy bear, and uh, Pooh's like, I don't know how to do that. So it's like, I know, let's play a game that you're taking a nap, and it's really cute. They just so sell Pooh kind of lean over into the uh, the phone booth, they bonk. Yep. It's just so cute. I want a Winnie. If they they will make some toys, I guarantee oh, I you, movie style. I want one. I want a Pooh. Yeah. That sounds like a funny voice. I want a Pooh. Yep. Well, we can oh. get you a poo. They have a little, you know, plush poo anymore. I do, I, I do have Not a, kind of I do though. have one that's more like preschool thing. He's got some fun textures. I got a, a, a poo, but mm-hmm. I, I, he's so cute in this movie. And I, they even have a neat little scene they show in this sneak peek where they're riding on the train and Pooh's playing the name everything he sees game. Mm-hmm. And so there's a tree and there's some grass. It reminded me a lot of uh, the Doctor Doolittle tree, tree, tree. He's yeah. you know, doing that. And Christopher Osmond asked him, to, you know, can you do that a little choir? And and it's, it's not really like this big, grand, thought-out joke, but because it's poo, it works. And he's going, tree, grass. You know, he just he starts whispering. Mm-hmm. He's quieter. And it's so cute and endearing. You're just like, yay, it's poo. Because he thinks exactly, that's exactly the way we expect poo to be. Mm-hmm. I'm just, so excited. He's just a silly old bear. Oh, he just does what he does. Yep. So we're excited about this. And I want sure. a t-shirt that says, like, so, uh, people say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. Because yeah. that's part of poo. He says the most simple things that are almost so genius, mm-hmm. but yet so simple. I'm like, that's why we love poo. And I love that. I, I want a shirt. If they make <laughs> that shirt, I want that shirt because that's, boy, that's kind of true. We, so, you got to make sure you have like a little, like the little uh, tree with a little portal, like to go into like yeah, a hundred acre like wood or something like something that on, on there. there that, uh, yep. I, I, if I tried to lift that line and create my own shirt, there would be to, for sale. I bet I'd get in trouble though. Oh, you probably. Would. I would love to be able to Disney do that. Disney lawyers would descend. Yeah. And, Let's not make the Disney people happy and shut me down, or or uh, unhappy and shut unhappy. me. Yeah. Mad. <laughs> make them mad. Yeah. Let's make yeah. them happy and not do that, so they don't come and shut me down. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I am so looking forward to that. And I'll be out of town when it comes out. Well, well, if it comes out that Saturday, maybe, you know, maybe I can drive home that Friday night after my yeah. conference. I don't know. I need to figure out how that's going to work. There will be a week, uh, this first week in August. I'm not exactly how the show is going to come about. I may have to do it, record it really early. You might just get to hear some convention audio. Uh, I'll, I'll put something together. Uh, but I'm going to be at a conference for a couple weeks, so it could be tricky. But i got to make sure I see that movie. But we might not be able to review the movie necessarily that week. But we are definitely going to have to talk about that movie because I am super excited the more I see about it because, like, yay. No, I couldn't tell. I am so, uh, yay, because I just, I love these characters, and I love it when they're handled correctly. I mean, because that, that Winnie the Pooh that they just called Winnie the Pooh was, was okay, and at least they pulled some stories from the book. But I don't know, it just, it was missing something. Maybe I need to watch it again. I mean, it was okay, but yeah. somehow I know that the charm was gone. But however, this movie, I know the charm is there. Yeah. The charm of the original. So, I'm excited. What to do, what to do. What to do, indeed. Pooh? 
Christopher Robin. Everybody knows Winnie the Pooh, whether you know him from A. Milne's books or from Disney's cartoons. He's really alive as a character in people's imaginations. However, did you recognize me? You haven't changed a bit. These are the characters that my generation, my parents' generation, and now this generation are growing up with. You're the bearer of my father's drawings. Winnie the Pooh became a dear friend of mine when Walt gave us the assignment to write songs for the first Winnie the Pooh short film. And here, so many years later, it is very special to be back in the Hundred Acre Wood. Well, I didn't expect to be here today. Disney are doing a great job of bringing some of their archive characters to life, and it's exciting to be involved in Christopher Robin. Hello, everyone. It's Christopher Robin! Winnie the Pooh comes back to him in a difficult time in his life. Christopher Robin always comes to save us. Now it's our turn to save him. He sort of speaks a lot of truth, Pooh. It would appear that I am stuck. Have you just eaten honey? The whole new generation is being introduced to this beloved character is uh, something very exciting. Hello, everyone. Oh, hello. This is a charming story of a man finding his home again and finding that in a child. <laughs> Silly old bear. It really is a lovely, funny adventure. We'll come out the better for it, having seen it, I think. Come on, let's bounce! To Disney and beyond. Journey into Imagination actually was created by Tony Baxter and Steve Kirk. Tony Baxter, let's face it, he's the most beloved Imagineer of our current time, I guess. I mean, he's really behind a lot of things. Uh, the um, Wow, my brain just went right out the window. I'm going to end up mentioning it later on the show when I when you hear me talking with Lost Boy Philip. But uh, the Big Thunder Mountain uh, is one of his babies. You know, he's done a lot of stuff, had really great ideas. He's done so much. But the ride opened on March 15th in 1983, and you would ride on an Omnimover, like you would see in the Haunted Mansion. And you're basically people are you're floating on clouds until you're going to see this interesting flying device, this little silhouette in the distance. So the, the vehicle is seen as a silhouette um, of a blimp. Uh, kind of crossed with a vacuum cleaner. I've, I think I've seen you show me some clips of this. Mm -hmm. um, so the next thing that we were going to see is that you're going to get close enough to see the vehicle that um, some people call the dream catcher and then some people call the dream mobile. Um, but then you meet the dream finder and he is a little man, kind of odd looking with yeah. a top hat. Colorful. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's got a blue suit and a red beard, so colorful. Um, and then the dream finder was voiced by the late and great Chuck McCann. Yep, Chuck McCann just passed away here this past April. Uh, he was a very prolific actor, and I think we're going to remember him both for being Burger Beagle and Bouncer Beagle from the, the Beagle Boys and Duckworth, all from the original DuckTales. He's got a long list of other different characters that he did when I looked on IMDb. Uh, too much to list here, but uh, I even saw he was popping up on the Gummy Bears and that Winnie the Pooh animated series, which, please, somebody put that out on DVD. I loved the old Winnie the Pooh series. I watched it every Saturday. Adored it. I don't know why, but I always remember the episode where they had the Western. It was kind of funny, and they had Winnie the Pooh riding around on Eeyore with his supposed to be his faithful steed. Oh, I guess and he I was, didn't see that Who one. was that masked bear? Oh, it was adorable. I loved it. It was a great one, but he's got a lot of things he did. And Chuck McCann actually, when the ride opened, uh, he went around and he would dress as the Dreamfinder, and he would be in the park, and he had a puppet of Figment that he'd have on his shoulder so he could move the puppet around. That and would And he be could fun. greet people. Uh, and uh, there's even some footage, if you look on YouTube, of him appearing on some news shows to promote. You know, because Epcot was fairly new, and it was very different. And you'll hear from Philip later how, you know, kids were like, this is an educational park. I don't want to go to it. They didn't realize how much fun was actually there at Epcot. So they really were giving it that push. 
So in the ride, uh, the Dream Finder is going to create and then reveal a little friend, um, which is became the star of the original Epcot Center, uh, and his name was Figment. Okay. So, oh, I was thinking, you know, when I wrote this up, Eric would probably sing this to you. You don't know this tune, do you know this tune? Well, you've, you've, this song you've played it for me, so like, but I don't think I'm going to sing it. Yeah. So it's like two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer, but a lovable fellow. From head to tail, he's royal purple pigment, and there, voila, you've got a figment. Hey, a figment of imagination. Mm-hmm. And figment was originally voiced by also the late and great Billy Barty. And most of us are going to remember him from Willow and also Masters of the Universe. Even if it wasn't a great film, he was fun in there. He was as Gildor, or Gildor, pardon me. Uh, together, the Dream Finder and Figment begin to imagine new things, and they place them all into an idea bag. And then Dreamfinder announces that the bag is full and we must head off to the Dreamport to go and empty it out, which is never far away when we use our imagination. Right. So then the Omnivore move or excuse me, leaves the side of the Dreammobile and enters the Dreamport storage room, which includes a massive contraption for sorting ideas. Also in the room, there are numerous objects, including boxed applause, a plasma ball, a birdcage of musical notes. After leaving the storage room, the ride continued through several rooms representing art, literature, performing arts, and science. The art room was mostly white colored and had a large painting the Dreamfinder was making using a large fiber optic paintbrush and a carousel with a giant with giant carousel animals and a pot of rainbows held by Figment. The literature room was mostly focused on suspenseful tales and had Dreamfinder playing a massive organ with words coming out of it. And they, these words turned into their meetings. I've seen some video of this. This looks amazing. I wish it was still there. Uh, a massive book featuring the raven from Edgar Allan Poe's poem, Calling Menacingly, and books of horrible monsters Figment tried to keep closed. That'd be fun. Yeah. The performing arts had Figment trying on costumes backstage while Dreamfinder conducted a laser light show in the manner of an organ conductor. The last of the rooms, Science, featured a large machine that Dreamfinder was opening that took a closer look at the workings of nature, such as the growth of plants, the formation of crystals from minerals, and looking into space. And then at the end, Dreamfinder tells Figment and the audience that imagination is the key to unlocking the hidden wonders of the world. The ride then enters the final show scene. As the writer's pictures are taken, they see Figment surrounded by several movie screams of him being a scientist, a mountain climber, a pirate, a superhero, a tap dancer, a ship captain, a cowboy, and an athlete. Dreamfinder, who is behind a movie camera, gives the writers one last inspiring message and tells them to use their newly found sparks of imagination in the image works, and the, which is the on-ride photo, um, is shown on the screen next to the camera. Uh, the ride closed, unfortunately, on October 10th, 1998, in order to begin a major renovation of the attraction. Yeah, the uh, on-ride photo is actually shown on the screen next to the camera. The image works, you're going to get to play with the, uh, the picture, from what my understanding. So that's what they're talking about. Uh, we do have some audio from Lost Boy Philip. We also call him Kryptonian, uh, where he actually got a chance to experience the ride. Uh, so let's stop and take a listen to that. All right, so continuing our, our talk with the original journey into your imagination, as it was yes. first called, uh, Eric and I, neither one of us ever got to ride this, but Lost Boy Philip got to ride this thing. So, Oh, yeah, several times. So you can actually tell us more from a, a personal experience. I mean, we're going through the history of the ride, and, and that's one thing, and, and we can listen to uh, the audio, but there's a difference between that and actually experiencing it. 
yes. the way it used to be. Well, to be completely honest with you, when we were uh, little kids, I was nine years old, and we went to Disney World, and this is our second time to get to go. And we were very excited, of course, to go to Magic Kingdom. We always love the Magic Kingdom. Of course. And adore it, you know. But the fact is, is we weren't all that excited about going to Epcot Center, us kids. My father, being a, a, a nut of history and things, and <laughs> pardon the term nut, but we were really, he's excited about going and all these other things. And he was trying to explain to us it's going to be a lot of fun, he said. And and then i got to be honest, it didn't sound fun because he said it's going to be a lot of science. And, yeah. and this kind of stuff, for a kid who goes to school, and we take science classes, and I tell you, it was going down on the mark as this is going to stink. <laughs> uh, but then we get there, and we see everything, the great big uh, silver ball, you know, that, yes, as we Epcot. took it. And it looked awesome. But we go in there and still thought this is going to be much fun. But then we get to this ride where there's this little purple dragon, and we've seen him all over as you're walking in. There's a guy who's dressed like a magician, and he has a, at the time, they had him holding a puppet, and he mm -hmm. was doing the little figment puppet. Yeah, that was Chuck McCann for the longest time. Yeah. He was going around as the Dream Finder. And, so he, he and, and really, Epcot had only been open for, at that time, it had been over like four years. So it was still pretty new. Yeah, the, the first ride opened in 1983, that, that yeah, first well, time. So then it had only been. Yeah, uh, it hadn't I, been that long. I think it opened, I'm talking about the actual park. It only been open for well, like yeah, 82. 81 is when Epcot opened, and then so, the journey into your imagination was in 1983, and Chuck McCann was going around as the Dreamfinder, had a puppet of Figment. I would love to have seen that. Yeah, so by the time we got there, he'd only been around for about three years, because we went in 86, and we'd had someone a year before visit and told us uh, that it was really fun. We ought to go. We like it. So we go there, and I, I just was really skeptical about But when we went to the, the Journey of Imagination, that is what that ride is what changed everything for me personally and my brothers and my sister. That was the ride that made Epcot Center not only one of the coolest experiences, but it is what made Epcot probably our favorite park there, which <laughs> was amazing because anything that could turn me around from loving Magic Kingdom, <laughs> and by the way, I still adore Magic Kingdom. That will always be the number one park yeah. for me. But that being said, Epcot Center is just absolutely amazing. And I never would have thought that it had not been for Figment. And I love Figment. He will always be one of my absolute favorite characters especially for a non-cartoon character he didn't have his own movies mm -hmm. he didn't have any of that he was from the park only yeah and i love him i just absolutely love him. plus which and i didn't really know him at the time but now i do billy, billy barty yeah i love him i absolutely adore billy barty and i always will i didn't know that i did know him he, <laughs> he had been on an episode of the waltons yeah, he oh, he been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he and I didn't know all that. I didn't know that he was the guy who'd been on a lot of movies and a lot of things. Of course, I've come to know him from movies like uh, Masters of the Universe. Yes, yes, you know. Of course, Willow would just be a year later. Still my favorite Willow. Oh, how can you beat favorite role for him? Be, oh, he was just great. And then he did one of the last things he did. He was a voice on Rescuers Down Under. He was this little bitty mouse, oh, field yeah, mouse yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that pretty much what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long time. Which is a great And I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a wonderful I don't think it's as good as the original, but... You know what I like about it? The animation is great. It, it really yeah. caught my imagination. Plus which, uh, you, you have that eagle, which is yeah. just outstanding animation. That's the Glenn there. He did a great job. But anyway, it was, a, it was wonderful. But Billy Barty, oh, you got to love him. And Figment, what a great character. I love it. I just love Journey of Imagination. And I, I tell you what, as a child, if that 
Wright hadn't been there, I don't know that I would have gone back to Epcot. <laughs> it, well, I would have because my dad would have made me. But yeah. the point is, is that was it. That ride was outstanding. It was outstanding. And I thank you. Whoever came up with that idea, I thank you. I love you. And I always will. Uh, and that was, oh my gosh, and his name just went out right out of my head. Uh, everybody's favorite Imagineer, though, pretty much, though. And now I cannot, oh my gosh. We're going to have said it before in the show. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You'll come up with it later and you'll edit it in there. <laughs> and I, I can see him in my head, his mustache, his gray head and everything. Huh. Oh, wow. But he's the one who who was worked on that one. And uh, he did, you know, like Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, he worked really? on the Phantom Manor in, yeah. in Paris. Uh, he was working on a different ride in Walt Disney World where the Pirates of the Caribbean ended up going in instead because oh, really? uh, in Florida they decided they wanted a Pirates of the Caribbean. And why in the world did my brain just shut down? It happens. Because <laughs> I mean, he uh, he has since left the Disney company. Oh uh, yeah. Because they don't make things the way he does and it did anymore. Uh, so he doesn't feel that he was really being that useful. Well, I wish they had more rides like he makes. I'll tell you that. He's got quite a few, uh, but I cannot I cannot think of all the ones that he was like the head guy. And I cannot think of the dude's name. Wow. Well, I tell you when they that's awful when they moved away and <laughs> editing happening <laughs> when they went to uh, a different imagination ride I don't know what they call it now uh, uh, they went from journey into your imagination into journey into imagination and then became journey into imagination with figment because they realized they needed to bring figment back because people were not liking the it's ride it's still not as good and as it, it was they didn't fix it yeah, it's still not as good as it was, but it's okay. At least it has figment. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, it's got some good... Oh, what's his name? Billy... Uh, yeah, you got Eric Idle Eric in there. Eric which you got to love Eric oh, Idle, but, but somehow the ride doesn't have the same charm. It, it doesn't. And uh, and I love that original ride. Of course, you know, a lot of this is sentiment, you know. But that being said, it just had a certain... I don't know if you want to say flair about it or, yeah. or whatever. It was, it was more fanciful. It wasn't like real any real science. It was this guy in a goofy contraption that captured things and took them to the Dreamport that to was, go and create stuff to imagine. And when they turned it into a scientific thing, I think that's where they lost some of it. That was something about the old Epcot that I love, though. The whole park had these wonderful songs, and it had everything had this sense about it where every ride, you felt like you was taking an adventure, even when you was about science. They had songs about it, and it would yeah. take you into there, and it helped you to understand. That's why I really loved it, because I wasn't much of a science guy, but yeah. but yet I understood. You were no Bill Nye, right? That's it. That's <laughs> it. Thank you. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, I was enjoying it, and I learned a lot. Yeah. It. I really enjoyed and it. And even like Spaceship Earth, it's the first thing I remember when I wrote in there, Spaceship Earth is a Amazing, it and it's really such is. a simple thing. And it had a song too, a different one, but it was really yeah. nice. I loved it all. And so did you get to ride that one when it had uh, uh, Walter Cronkite? Has the I think he's I think he was the first voice. Yeah, they they had so many yeah. different things then than they have now. And then for a while, I would love to have heard the Jeremy Irons on Spaceship Earth. I've heard the audio of that. Oh, Jeremy Irons was awesome. I've gotten to go through most of it, at least in the original. Um, oh, let's see. I'm trying to think how many times I got to go. Um, I went in '91. The first one was 86, I went again in 91. Uh, I'm trying to think of how many times I got to go. I got to go, I want to say, in 97. So I got to go several times, you know, and I got to say, and I want to tell you something, as far as the journey to imagination, uh, when we would go there, only God knows how many times we'd, we'd ride it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we gotta go! And then yeah, suddenly again, it was Eric again, Idle. And and it was kind of nice that they tied it in with uh, with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, that was nice, Which, yeah. you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience uh, yeah. was at the time, and and tying it in there. That was kind of a neat and thing. Also, but also, what they did that was wise, at the time, whenever I went to the ride the first time, 
one thing they had just, and I mean just, and wasn't even out at, uh, at one point when they had put it in there. But Tony Baxter! I knew it would come to me. Tony Baxter! There you go. Yes, they tied it up with him. No. <laughs> He's the guy responsible. Well, they was very smart was they put it with Flubber. And that was smart yeah, because that was brand new and picture yeah. on the wall. So that was smart. It's kind of nice to see that he's still involved in some yeah. way. I think they still have that picture on yeah. the wall. Yeah, so that's kind of nice. From what I've heard, yeah, I have because I haven't been. When I was at Epcot, we didn't ride it, uh, so we were really tired from Animal Kingdom. Yeah, so we didn't get very far. Yeah, I had no idea how much stuff was in Epcot. I know it, it, it's impossible to know until you're there. And you're like, holy cow! Yeah, because we did like test track, and we did the mission to Mars, and we did Spaceship Earth. Yeah, and then we went out and rode Maelstrom, which I'm glad I did because now it's gone. Yeah, but never got on the journey to imagination. But I did get all those comics. Have you ever gotten to read those? I think I've been to yeah the first one. I haven't got through the second one yet. Yeah, because there's two Eventually of them. Eventually, I will. <laughs> Which so I think I loaned the first one too. But I think yeah. you, you found yourself a booklet of it though. I, I, I never have gotten it though. I, I never did. Okay, I but see you didn't get a chance to read them. And yeah. I, I don't know if you still have them or if I still have them. I no, I'll get back to you. Okay. I've got them probably with the second one somewhere. But yes, the comics, it was great to have Figment and the Dreamfinder back. Yeah. And to give an origin story to the Dreamfinder. Yeah, it took me, I remember at first I was like, man, this is good, but it just doesn't seem like the Dreamfinder. Then by the end, you're like, that's that's him. Yeah, when he becomes <laughs> the Dreamfinder, we all know. Yeah, that's him. Oh. And I was excited by the end yeah. of it. I just remember telling my wife, I want to read this again sometime. And I am going to buy it at some yeah, point. Yeah, because they have released them as, as full volumes. And that's what I usually like to do. Yeah, I get the collection. So that uh, makes it and fun. And what, what got me excited on that, because I was familiar with the song, is the part where he's creating Figment when he's got the thing on, yes. and it goes and quotes the whole thing. Yes, Two tiny great. wings. Uh, yes, whatever, I can't remember the whole thing. What but a lovable fellow. fellow. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then even when uh, when Figment pops and, out, he's, <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing Billy Barty the whole time. Yes. Every time was. I see him, it's funny how characters can do that for you. Yeah. But whenever I am reading anything from him in that comic book, I'm hearing Billy Barty. Yeah. There's never going to be another figment for me but Billy Barty. Yeah. That's Even it. though I still love Dave Gold. Oh, he did great. I love him better but, as Gonzo than I do as figment, though. But he did good at keeping the Billy Barty spirit. Yes, he did. And, and I have to give him kudos for that. You know, he because did a great he's job. Awesome. He's really good at that. That's the thing when you have an original guy do a voice or girl do a voice. Uh, the person behind them has to try their best to keep uh, a little bit of that. Yeah, keep the spirit. Yeah. Try to make sure that you, you can believe that they are that character. And this is not a put down to the man. I can't think of his name right now. Sherlock Holmes, the newer one. Uh, uh, oh, the new Sherlock, like yeah. the BBC series. Yeah. Uh, uh, with shoot, I now like that him. name went uh, out of my head too. Doctor uh, Strange, Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. Benedict. Cumberbatch. I really like him. I like him a lot, but. In the new Grinch movie coming out, he sounds I, so different. He, I don't like him as Grinch, and it sounds terrible to say. I haven't even seen it yet because it's yeah. not out yet. But I do, I do want to see it. And it looks good. But well, you know, he's capable of getting that tone. Yes, and that's and, probably and when they cast him. What they were expecting, he was going to do, they, or you know? they told him not to. I don't, I know. don't know. But I kept thinking, this isn't the Grinch. At yeah. least Jim Carrey and I did not like that movie at all. But by the way, that's just my personal opinion. But uh, I gotta say, at least he—he he was trying to he, be. The yeah, Grinch he that tried we know. to be the Grinch because yeah. that Grinch was the Grinch. He's the original Grinch in animation, and More we tried Carl, to be that. So yeah. that's the way with the Figment. I was glad that they kept him Figment-ish. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But I really love that ride. And I'm glad that they got him around. I do wish and hope that someday they bring that ride back the way it once was. And I know I'm older. Uh, they probably still have the recordings. And, you know, they just they probably have to pay some royalties into Billy Barty's family. And I think that'd be fine. 
Okay, so the attraction reopened on October 1st, 1999 as Journey into Your Imagination, and it featured an updated theme based on the 3D movie Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. So now guests would take a tour of the Imagination Institute and be test subjects for a new invention, the Imagination Scanner with Dr. Nigel Channing, played by Eric Idle, and he, of course, hosted this version of the ride. Public opinion of the Journey into Your Imagination was generally negative. Figment's appearances in the experience were reduced to cameos in the Q movies, a constellation in the Connection Lab, and at the end of the ride, where he's only heard, but shoot off by Channing. Fans were mainly upset that the Dreamfinder, a popular character from the original ride, was not present in this version. Additionally, the ride path was drastically shortened due to budgetary issues. Because of this, the attraction closed October 8, 2001, and again went through another renovation. Then it becomes Journey into Imagination with Figment. They thought putting Figment's name back on would try to get everybody to come back and give them another try. Uh. They still didn't bring back the Dreamfinder, though. So the attraction reopened again on June 2nd, 2002. Now, as of course, as I said, Journey into Imagination with Figment. So Figment returns into a larger role and appearing in every show scene. And the song One Little Spark also comes back with some new verses. Although I, I don't think it's as much fun as the original, personally. Uh, although the Dreamfinder, of course, as we said, still absent. Uh, at this time, the Institute has five labs based on the five human senses. Sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. Dr. Nigel Channing of the Imagination Institute, which is Eric Idle, okay, uh, invites guests to the Institute's open house. Figment, which was voiced by Dave Goles, tags along much to Channing's dismay and causes mischief along the way. Yeah, and as you heard me and Philip say earlier, uh, we love Dave Goles because we love Gonzo and Gonzo, his work with mm-hmm. the Muppets. Uh, but he's just, and like, he did try, you know, he does a very good film, but it's not quite the same as yeah. Billy Barty. Billy Barty had a very yeah. uh, distinct voice. Well, in the sound area, Figment is going to interrupt the experiment, and he comes up with a telephone and the train sound from the previous version of Now a Train of Thought. In sight, Figment knocks the letters off the room's eye chart and begins to sing along to One Little Spark. The materializing butterfly from the old version was carried over from the previous version. But rather than appearing in the cage, the effect is now reversed so that the butterfly disappears. In the smell room, Figment becomes a skunk, which blasts the rioters with a foul odor, which is actually burnt coffee smell. I don't know if that's any better than a skunk, but... <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're good at finding ways to stink you out in a Disney park. Mm, I, uh, I just talk to everybody who doesn't like Stitch's Great Escape. That's the biggest complaint I hear oh. is the, uh, the chili dog burp. Oh. And it's foul. Mm, okay. After seeing the chaos Figment has been causing, Channing stops the tour outside the Touch and Taste Labs, abandoning the tour. Figment takes the riders to his own open house, which he literally turns upside down with his carefree mind. Channing soon learns from Figment that imagination should be set free. Kind of, if you can't beat him, join him. And the riders go into the finale with numerous Figments in various situations, while Figment and Channing seeing one little spark um, from the moon together while the writers disembark for the image works. Yeah, so Channing is actually the moon himself. The moon, oh. That's kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> so they really tried hard to make it fun, but I don't know, it's just, it's, it's missing some of its charm. Uh, an homage to the initial incarnation of this attraction can be found on an office door in the initial showroom under the name Dean Finder, of course alluding to Dreamfinder. Both the 1999 and 2002 versions were created by Tom Fitzgerald. 
The Kodak Company ended its sponsorship of the pavilion in August 2010 after nearly 28 years. So we're still hopeful maybe they find a way to bring back something of the original. Uh, You know, they they might have to pay something to Chuck McCann's family and Billy Barty's family, but maybe they can restore it to its former glory Mm because I love Eric Idle. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, somehow they missed it. Now, Eric Idle maybe could play the Dreamfinder. Yeah. If they'd have done that. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, Chuck McCann was just so great yeah. that, I don't know, Eric, but Eric Idle, I think, could, he could play an interesting version of the Dreamfinder. Oh, yeah. I, he could have pulled it off. He still could. He's well so, known for quirky characters and all I, that. I bet he'd have been a lot yeah. of fun as the Dreamfinder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know, maybe they can do something new. Uh, try try to go back more to the original style because even without Chuck McCann and Billy Barney, I bet you could still kind of bring back the characters and give Eric yeah. Idle another chance at it. Maybe I yeah. don't know. I don't know why they felt they needed to change it. I, I don't understand. I don't know the reasoning behind mm-hmm. shutting it down and making it new. Granted, they always like to update things, keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when they update and change things, they make something that's not as good as the original. It does happen. Well, I mean, I can see as the technology advances. Yeah, you want to update they may want to, you know, freshen it up so it takes advantage of the new technology to do, you know, 3D stuff and things like that and make it more imaginative and exciting. I think that would be fine. Yeah, they, but there is a fine to... line there that you have to ride between honoring the original and not getting too excited about the technology and go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's possible that you can plus a ride without altering it entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence, I guess what they've tried to do with Pirates of the Caribbean, although their their plussing and changing of characters has altered the ride severely, mm-hmm. and that's getting some mixed reviews right now. Some people are saying, "Well, this is fine," and other people are saying, "No, this isn't great." And but I do have some audio of the original ride so we can take a ride on it right now Of a steer, but a lovable fellow. 
from head to tail. He's royal purple pigment, and there, voila! You've got a figment, a figment of imagination. <laughs> Dream fighter, I'm just right. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, not quite. Huh? I'll throw in a dash of childish delight. <laughs> Look, figment, some new friends have joined us. Can they imagine too? Of course. Imagination is something that belongs to all of us. You mean everyone can think up new things? <laughs> That's right, figment, and every sparkling idea can lead to even more. So many times we're stumbling in the dark, and then you reach. What a spark! How are we going to use lightning? We can combine it with ghostly shivers on a stormy night and turn them into a tale of fright. Oh look, look, a rainbow! How do you use that? You paint with. Now you've got it. Wow! Wow! Numbers, letters, papers for writing, costumes, makeup, stages for lighting, get off laughter. <laughs> what about science? Science? We'll need electron beams and crystal prisms, gyroscopes and magnetism, holy grail Hold and on, pigment. Why? The idea bag is full. It is? Let's start making new things. Now, wait. First, we must store these ideas with the others in the dream port. Are we almost there? Oh, the dream port is never far away when you use your imagination. Come on, everybody, let's we go! We all have sparks. Imagination. Yeah. That's how our minds create creations. <laughs> right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Oh, boy. Imagination, imagination. A dream can be a dream come true with just that spark in me and you. Twilight hours, green summer hills, and rainbows play a part. <laughs> a painter's brush, <laughs> a work of art. Mix red and gold from autumn flowers.
word, like shriek or killer, can spark the mind to start a thriller. Add some more sparks, like dagger, blood, and gory, and then a mystery story. What chilling word? Costumes and sets. Moose and romances. With massive tears and footlights all aglow. The sparks ignite. A brand new show. Some happy songs. Some happy songs. Some happy dance. Costumes and sets. Costumes and sets. Moose and romances. About science, I am, I am, I am. Technology, like a newfound potion, allows us to marvel at mysteries of motion. Water dances where visions begin. Science reveals the life within. I'll wind this dial, and time escapes. Watch minerals change to crystal shapes. Let's look at nature at this speed. From germination, then back to seed. Skyrockets soar towards outer space. Imagine yourself 
in an infinite place. So many places to dream about. We can visit worlds that were, that could be, and those of fantasy and reality. I bet I can use imagination to discover all kinds of new things. Of course. It's your key to unlock the hidden wonders of our world. A dream come true with just one spark in me and you. We all have sparks. Imagination. That's how our minds create creation. Oh, they can make our wildest dreams come true. Those little sparks in me and you. Okay, well, I think we should wrap this up. Okay. So that was fun. Yeah. And now that song's going to be stuck in your head. And I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. That little song, when they start singing Imagination, I see SpongeBob and his little fingers in his ring going, Imagination. Yes. <laughs> so SpongeBob would be right at home hanging out with Figment. Yes. So, uh, but that's all we got for this week. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com. 
for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello, everybody. This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast. We love you. Neverland Podcast. We love you. Neverland Podcast. It's true.